Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson. And tonight you're listening to more interviews and some great ones at that from the Springfield, Missouri event, The Moment of Truth. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and it's Friday, August 26th in the year 2022. Tonight we've got some great interviews, two of them, one from a constitutional perspective on things that are going on on the ground, and another from one of the great constitutional sheriffs in our nation. Now tonight I'm not here, I'm actually at the Nugent concert tonight, Ted Nugent, Uncle Ted, and it's down in down here on the east, east side of Dallas. So it's, it's where I'm going to be. And thank you this evening for Duncan for covering down on the show. Patriots, before I begin, I want to talk about a product line that we carry here, and that's Expedition Coffee. I had a message from a concerned patriot, and, and the question was that I talk a lot about, I talk against genetic testing, and I am. I am completely 100% against genetic testing for any sort of medical issues. Euphoria product line is a great product line. What we offer, what I advertise, I stand by. I think they're incredible products. Expedition Coffee, the Gut Health Triad. There's the nutri- the Earth, which is a nutrient powder-based product. You can find all those products at Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. They also offer a line of products that is based on you getting your genetic test. Now, I want to be very clear here. I have been very outspoken in my position against those products with them. But that doesn't take away from the quality of products that we do offer. Many companies are moving towards this place of genetic testing. I don't own Euphoria products. I sell their products. And I pay the same price you do. The thing is that I use these. I stand by them. I've used these products for well over a year. I've had a... They've done great things for my health overall. And so the products that are on Expedition Coffee, XPED, are products that are not dependent on genetic testing. If you choose to go that route, that is your choice. And Euphoria offers customized, tailored products that can be tailored to your specific genetic profile. I'm not supporting that. And I don't support it because I don't like anybody taking my genetic code and putting it anywhere. Again, that does not take away from the quality of the products. The bottom line is, this question was asked to me, how do I justify this product line when I have been promoting anti-testing? There is no contradiction for me. These products are solid. I know the lab that they're made in, it's one of the best labs in the world and they are very discerning, and they do not allow any sort of pollutants or other garbage to be put in these products. They're very high-grade, and for that reason, they're also relatively expensive, and I know that. But my commitment is to provide high-quality things, products for health or whatever we offer that I can stand by and be very good with. So the bottom line is use discernment, and I mean this. It's I can't control a company. Many, many companies are going that direction. That's just part of the world we live in. And it's discernment. So use discernment. And if you want to go down that route of genetic testing, have at it. I'm not going to be on, I'm not going to be on that train. But again, I stand by these products. They're great products. And I, I want you to try them if you can. If you can afford them, use them. They're great. They're super for your health. Uh, the coffee's incredible. The, the immune boosters are great. I mean, it's, everything is a fantastic line. And what's on there is intended to really make a difference. And in this day, I'm talking to so many people that are getting sick. I don't get sick. These are great products. So anyway, stand by them. You can find them at Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. Patriots, tonight I'm bringing to you more interviews from the Missouri event. And these are important interviews to hear. All of them were. And we're only about halfway through right now. This is now 
episode six of the series, and there's a lot more, and we'll just filter them out over this next few weeks. But these are two good interviews, including a one from a constitutional sheriff. We just don't have enough constitutional sheriffs on our show. And I, as you will hear me say at the end of the interview, I'm going to make a commitment to getting more on here. Ultimately, this fight is going to be down at the county level. And that means truly a fight at the county level. We need sheriffs as strong as you're going to hear tonight that are willing to draw the line and say, if you're a federal agency, you're not in my county unless I give you permission. That's the sort of authority the sheriff has that we need to start ensuring that we have in each of our counties. Our country's under a great siege right now, and the federal government is moving rapidly with massive overreach, and I keep re-mentioning this, and I'm going to keep mentioning it, when you have 86,000 IRS agents being hired, or 83,000, whatever that number is, it's equal to 80 battalions that are armed and giving authority to shoot and kill American citizens. And they are a private corporation. They aren't even part of the U.S. Constitution. Our government has gone haywire. And this is true tyranny. We also have the FBI doing its normal thing, rounding people up like they did today. Again, they continually finding people tied, they say, that are tied to the January 6th event. And today it was Gavin McGinnis they arrested. They're doing this to smear people, to put fear into people, because they're losing control of the narrative. And it's getting worse for them each and every day. We have so much happening at once. And there are so many pieces that they can no longer put back in the bottle. Literally, in that metaphor of, you know, once the genie's out of the bottle, you can't put it back in. Well, that's where we are, and that's where they are, and they know it. We have Russia running international tribunals, and they're going to be releasing more information for the world. You have literally the Fourth Reich, which is what we've been living under, under this guise of calling it the great world of freedom, democracy, and beacon for the rest of the world. It is the Fourth Reich. And you're seeing the true face of our government right now. Don't take it lightly. They're not playing. These people are not in the business of, of teasing. They are going to use whatever force they can within the realms that they can to try to extol pain and suffering upon the people because that's the only thing they know. They know violence. They know threat. They know all of these things which are intended to keep people in line, lockstep with their view. That's what tyranny is. And that's why we have our Declaration of Independence, which I've said so many times, they have worked so hard to try to separate our understanding of the Declaration of Independence and separate it from the idea that it's a founding document in the United States. It is the foundation of who we are in, in this country, giving us not only the right but the duty to throw off such tyranny as we have right now. This is going to be a time that is going to demand that all of us stand to the line. And it's going to happen at a county level. And the way we begin that process is engaging with your sheriffs, engaging with your county commissions. The one thing that most people don't realize is the sheriff has authority over the entire county. That includes in the city and on the state roads. So the state police and the city police are subordinate to the sheriff. And you're going to hear that tonight. Get educated on your sheriff. Get educated on your county commissions. Get engaged with them as well. Visit your sheriff's office. Tell them what you expect. Ask them the questions of where they stand. This is very important. These times aren't getting any less dangerous. They're getting more dangerous. And it's really important to realize that in the midst of all these other things that are going on with the vax deaths and with the food plants spontaneously burning down and all these different narratives, they're throwing these narratives on the wall as fast as they can like spitballs because they don't have anything that's keeping people in line. People are becoming ungovernable. That's a big win. Be ungovernable. Make sure that at a county level, you're ungovernable. And work at the county level. Work in your communities to organize and to get together. It's so important. All right, Patriots, with that, let me bring to you two great interviews tonight. I think you'll find very informative and very eye-opening from the event last weekend, the Moment of Truth Summit in Springfield, Missouri. This is part six. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! I'll tell you what, if we had liberals here, they'd be melting down, they'd be, they'd be falling, and, and they'd be coming up. So this is, um, I've got somebody else coming up here you're going to really, really like. And this is a guy who's been it's in Nevada. I'm going to let him introduce himself to you. He has been doing some really good constitutional education 
and fighting against some of the federal agencies, including FEMA, which we, if you don't know what FEMA is, I'm going to tell you that's, I can't even use the words to properly describe them legally on this channel. So, um, so he has been getting FEMA to stand down on the basis of the Constitution, which is fantastic. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Nicholas St. John. Nicholas St. John. And you're from Nevada, right? Reno, Nevada. All right. So let's talk a little bit about some of the great stuff you're doing over there. And, and your group is? Washoe Patriots. Washoe. Where'd you get that name? Okay. Washoe is the county. Okay. It's named after an Indian tribe there. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, that's really apropos because part of my whole next month of mission is one of the points I'm pushing at is we got to heal first and last nations. Yes. So that's that's outstanding. So just so I guess get on that and we'll go. Is the is the tribe active in that county too? You know what? I've only lived there three years, uh -huh. over three years, so I don't know a lot about the tribes there. Um, but I we I think they still are. Nice. So there's a bunch of Indian colonies, what they call colonies. Okay. Uh, there, so I believe they are. So talk us a little bit about what you're doing because you're doing some pretty good stuff with uh, with your uh, constitutional work. Yeah, so uh, in January of 2021, January 3rd, we had our first meeting called Washoe Patriots. At the time, it wasn't even named yet. But uh, I was looking at doing, reaching out to businesses who were getting really hammered from the pandemic, right? They were closing them down. They were telling, you, can't, you know, you don't, you don't deserve to be in business because you could infect somebody. And so we're going, the government does, has no business no. telling what business to be in business and not. And so they were, they were picking them. And so uh, I had written a nine-page document, and I, was, I went up to the casinos to try to let, because they had the most to lose. Let's get them on to start making this stand. And uh, that did not go very well. I got uh, to one of them. They escorted me out really? with the security and asked me not to come back. The second one I went to, they escorted me out, and then they said they 86 me, and if I ever came back on their, their property, they'd uh, get me trespassed. Really? So, so in th these. I wonder what that is all about. Well, it was so. The casinos, the vast majority. There's a lot of money in the casino yeah. business, right? So the problem was that there's a, a gaming commission. The gaming commission has basically free reign over these guys, almost unchecked. Wow. So they were so afraid of standing up against that because they could pull their license like that. And what do you do? You're a big casino like Pepper Mill or Atlantis or GSR. So what you're, you're really kind of painting an interesting picture because this is what we've seen over and over, which is certain agencies that are deeply corrupted. They just went lockstep in this thing and basically just used their, their small agency and their little minion of people to threaten everybody. And, and they did. And it was very, you know, again, I was new to the area, so I had no idea the depth uh, of fear of the gaming commission so uh, after that i started reaching out to some other people and found out there were other people that were actually trying to go out and educate businesses as well so i said look why don't we all form why don't we get together instead of duplicating effort let's form something and educate everyone so we can do this so instead of three or four of us doing it let's get it so 30 or 40 of us are doing it and so we we formed a meeting and uh ended up uh, i put together a website got the logo and all that stuff and then put in uh, email and text messaging services so we could communicate because the big deal of this was communicating yeah absolutely and so every two weeks we met uh, the third and then two weeks later um, uh, we were supposed to be meeting in a park because we needed more room and the, the police the Reno police department called uh, attorney joey gilbert who had been really a guy who started all this when we met with the county commissioners and uh so they said, are you going to the meeting? He said, uh, no, I'm not, but why, why are you asking? He said, well, it looks like we have a credible threat by Antifa. That was only our second meeting. Wow. In the next uh, three or four meetings, we grew from 30 to 300. And so it was explosive. And so uh, in the process, it was, we were trying to make this, again, so that it trained people. Uh, and so every, people wore different hats trying to, you know, trying to fill our way. When you, you, you have an organization that goes from 30 to 300 in six weeks, it's pretty unmanageable. Oh, I understand. And Very so well. uh, some contention happened, and so ended up um, a, a small group said, you know, we're just not going to be part of that. And so they, they went off and continued to do what they were doing. And so I ended up basically just dumped in my lap. 
and uh, we've grown from 300 to 600 uh, in our email list. We have done uh, things like can't censor the sidewalk, as you well know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get censored everywhere, the cancel culture. So I came up with a campaign called Can't Censor the Sidewalk. So we have big 24 by 18 inch signs with messages that they can't, they, they take us off of all these other social media. We go out and we, we have six, seven, eight, ten people with these signs with messages at the corners of really some of the busiest places in Reno. One of the places we went out to, there was 100 cars a minute came through that intersection. We were out for, for almost an hour and a half. Wow. Well over 8,000 people some messages that were getting canceled in other places. And that's just one of the tactics that we've come up with, uh, you know, literally what the Lord has shown. My, 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 my continued prayer is, Lord, you said you give us wisdom and you give it to us liberally as we, we ask. And so he's given us some really powerful strategies uh, teaching us. So we've gone back and looked at the Constitution, said, look, the Constitution, people keep saying, oh, they're violating my constitutional rights. They're not violating your constitutional rights. They're violating your God-given rights that were codified in the Constitution. Well said. So teaching them on that, standing up against them. Uh, you know, I was, uh, because I have a background in alternative health, mm-hmm. um, I started looking at that back in H, when the H1N1 uh, swine flu. And so I've written four books since then. 150 TV shows hosted my own radio show. And so when they, they came out and said, you got to start wearing a mask, I said, oh, no, you don't. you got a shred of evidence that that can help anything other than increase your carbon dioxide levels and lower your oxygen levels. Sure. I'm not going to do it. So I had the sheriff called on me. I've been trespassed. I've been escorted out of buildings. I've been cornered in buildings. Uh, I've been kept out of places because I just I won't wear it. And well, it's just, about, you're just getting warmed up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so what, some, what are some of the other things you're doing in the group? Okay, so um, we've written, we had a, we designed a trifold to hand out to businesses to educate them about their rights. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we've also we have a new strategy, and one of the things we hear here a lot is that uh, they take it to a court. And a judge dismisses it, okay? With, and that's really um, against his oath of office and against the law. Right. And so everyone just goes, well, that's just the way. They're just corrupt. One of the things that you can see that is happening, so there's uh, a number of groups on Telegram. Uh, one of them is a group uh, called the Law Society. Mm-hmm. That's Randy Kelton group. And then there's um, Alphonse Fagiolo. And these guys are pro se guys. Pro se means you go represent yourself. Don't get an attorney. One of the things, so you go into court, represent yourself, and all these guys are doing these nefarious things. So we take this course called Jurisdictionary that teaches you how to make motions, how to do cause, all that stuff. And so you represent yourself with a much more contained and controlled environment rather than turning it over to somebody who you don't know if you can even trust. So is this using the the system... The current system of justice, or are you trying to do this with common law? Oh, no, no. It's the current system. Okay. Okay. Um, while I believe in common law, uh, it can get people in trouble. Oh, very much so. That's what okay. I was asking. Yeah. No, no. We don't, we don't do that. Um, but we do. We want them to be educated mm-hmm. in what they can do. So every one of these judges who keeps turning this stuff down, people need to go out and, and look up bar grievances. Bar grievances. Okay. So... Every one of these attorneys and judges, they belong to the bar, right? right? They have to take the course. They have to take the test. Congratulations. You get to put ESC after, ESQ after your name, right? Right. And now who are you beholden to? The bar. The bar, yeah. Okay? Right. So you hire them, and we have this mis- misconcept that they're, they're going to be beholden to us first. They're not. So if they do not operate properly, then you can file, and anybody can do this, anybody can file um, a bar grievance from a case that they've been part of. Bar grievances are a bane to the, to the bar. So if they do something wrong, you have the ability to file a grievance, and it's supposed to be investigated. Now, they hate investigating themselves, but it never, it's, my understanding is it never leaves uh, their record. If really? you're a first-year attorney, 
if you get one or even two, they can go, you're too much of a liability, you're done. So you file a bar grievance against a judge, they hate it. Wow. Now the next guy, you come in to see the next guy, he's thinking, I better do the right thing because this guy may bar grieve me. Yeah. It's our way of holding people accountable. This is good. This is really good. So you're also, you're teaching, when you're talking about teaching the Constitution, you're teaching it as application too. Well, that's, that's been my whole thing is, okay. so one of the things you'll, you'll see if you go to uh, Rum, our Rumble channel, uh, which is Washoe Patriots uh, okay. on Rumble, uh, you will see a series of videos. So when we go into the county commission meeting in April of 2021, somebody got scared, probably one of the county commissioners, and said, I think we need to put up a, a, some way to screen them which ended up being a metal detector. So they've been forcing us to violate our Fourth Amendment rights, and in Nevada, it's Article 1, Section 10. Uh, I'm sorry, Section 18, for to not be, uh, to be secure in our persons and our papers and our property, okay? Right. They have to have a warrant. A warrant only comes from probable cause. Right. So I always go in and I go, do you have a warrant? Do you have a probable cause? What gives you the authority? And this is the key question everyone needs to understand. Whenever you get in that situation, the number one question to ask, what gives you the authority to violate our rights? And so I've been through this over and over and over. I've called the sheriff on them. Last time there was three sheriff guys there talking to me, and they would not even engage. I said, go find out. Oh, the guy says he has a policy. I've asked this a dozen times. Can you produce a policy? The answer is, go up to the manager's office and get it up there. So I did a public records request. It doesn't exist. Wow. It's a verbal policy. Listen, you cannot make a policy. Let's say you made a policy that says, you come into our building, you can punch anyone in our building one time. can do it legally. I'm, but they're saying, well, it's, it's their policy. Interesting. Well, okay, where do you draw that line? Yeah. Violating my Fourth Amendment in order to have my first or denying me my first because I won't let you violate my fourth? And they can't answer that. This is interesting because even the Fifth Amendment um, prevents even due, pro- yeah, due, due process. Yeah, due process is right. exactly right. Right. So, I mean, this is the, so many details in the Constitution people just don't know because they don't even bother to read it, let Why alone be taught at it. Yeah. So where did you become, I mean... I would suspect I'm going to answer my own question here because you don't look like a Harvard Law professor, or and yet this is I've run into this all the time. Really smart people with the Constitution, like super smart. That that's just like their side passion. Is that was it your side passion, or did you just have to by force of the situation learn it? It, it was it was a forced learning. Okay, yeah. um, you know I I knew something was wrong in my spirit. This is not right. And then, uh, because I was surrounded with people, some people knew more of the NRS codes, which is the Nevada uh, Revised Statutes. Mm-hmm. And so we started looking into that. By not keep, keeping me out of the, out of the meeting for mm-hmm. the, uh, or the uh, Board of County Commissioners, they violate a, a meeting called disturbing uh, a meeting. You can't, you can't disturb a meeting. One of the ways you disturb a meeting is you keep people that have every legal right to go to that meeting out. That's what they do to me. So they've, they've done it to themselves then. Yes. Interesting. And if I am going to go in and do a, uh, so if I'm going to go in and I'm going, I'm not going through the metal detector, they said, so I asked them the question, do I have the right to go into that? They will not answer that yes or no. They always answer it the same way. So that's, that's tells you the liberal right, the, yeah. liberal, the, yep. the repeated things. You can go to this meeting as long as you go through the metal detector. You know, it's a yes or no question, guys. Right. And they always answer that. You watch my videos, that you will see that until you're ready, ready to puke. I'm telling you, they have that down. I always can then produce the produce the policy. Uh, no, you have to go get it. Not my policy. And when the sheriff went over and asked uh, deputy, I said, "What he's saying says, well, they have a policy. So we'll go get the policy from him then." Oh no, I'm not going to do that. What do you mean you're not going to do that? <laughs> Okay, so are you policy enforcement officers or law enforcement officers? They all walked away. There you go. So that's the that's kind of like the 
the truth in their face, what's the follow-on action to get them to be held accountable? Oh, you're going to love this. So I work with people who have been in, in the court systems a lot. Uh, a gal that has done has won a lot of cases because she's been doing this a long time. So she wrote what was a notice of right to assemble. Three pages. Mm-hmm. We gave them all of the thing that you, know, you work for us. That the government is here from the people. You know, here are my rights. Here's the First Amendment. Here's the articles from the Nevada uh, Constitution. Here's the NRS because all this stuff. And then we gave them. I said, you have three days to respond, That's which good. they haven't twice. So they acquiesced, right? So my demand was that you let me in. I'm giving you notice, plenty of time notice. My demand is this: if you refuse, you deny my ability to go in here, I'm going to rack up $1,000 a minute for every minute you keep me out of here. The last meeting, I sat there for 70 minutes. Would have been a nice paycheck. And so we are working now on documentation of default and to take it to an arbitrator. Nice. This is, this is the hard work here. It is. I mean, this isn't something, and unfortunately, to get out of this thing, less some sort of ugly to it, mm-hmm. you just have to keep grinding on this. You do. I, and I'm assuming that you're wearing them down. Uh, they hate it when I show up. I bet. They go, Nicholas St. John's here. What is he going to come at me with this time? I want them rolling there. I want them to go on. Oh, no. Right. And it, it is. It's wearing on them. When we did last week uh, on the 16th, I sent them the letter. I had a couple buddies there that were going to video it. So now I have people videoing and uh, uh, are my witnesses that we can do affidavits for, right? Right. When I was inside, I walked up, and he said, "Man, when you came around the corner, all of a, it was all a buzz. Here he comes. He's he's coming for the sidewalk. He's almost here." <laughs> you know I what? think that's I've awesome. I got them in a frenzy. <laughs> I think that's absolutely awesome. And that's just, congratulations. <laughs> There's nothing more enjoyable than watching them unravel. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and they think that they they're getting away with something. I got news for them. Um, so, uh, there was a guy that was prophesying over me, uh, Francis Anfuso. I don't know if you know who that is. Mm-hmm. Glad Tidings School of Evangelism. Okay. Too. Um, and so, he was out in, in uh, Florida. And so, he was prophesying over people. And I was in the front row. And uh, he sits there for a little bit. He goes, I'm getting the word tenacious. You are like a fire, a wildfire that's just going to, it's going to burn through Everything that's in its path, you're just, you're like that. You're tenacious. And that should be my middle name. Uh, I don't have a middle name, but tenacious describes me to a T. So do you do classes as well with your group? We are doing some. We're going to be starting classes. Uh, The Lord gave me a two-prong attack uh, uh, thing. So I wrote this uh, presentation called Ditch the Insanity. Mm -hmm. Because we've been going into the county commission meetings and the board of education meetings for 22 months or 20 months, yeah, 22 months or so, getting the exact same results. Mm-hmm. So we come in, we tell them what we're bo- you know, what's bothering us, and they ignore us. We come in the next week, you know, I want a Second Amendment um, sanctuary county, put on the resolution, put a resolution on, and they ignore us. Right. So we've been doing that for 22 months. To continue to do that is the very definition of insanity. So I wrote this thing, Ditch the Insanity, because the Lord gave me a two-pronged approach. So we had not had a grand jury had been impaneled for 26 months. Right. There's supposed to be one every year. Finally, in May, so I started pursuing that in, in, in December. Finally, in May, they impaneled one and put them under oath, about 25 to 28 people, people like you and I. Right. Okay. That is our answer to the corrupt, bank, the corrupt judges and attorney in the, the court system. It's not, a, it's not a justice system. Anyone who thinks this is a justice system is... In for a rude awakening. No, it's, it's a not. legal system. It is. That's There's well no said. no justice. Yeah, that's very well said. And so um, so we can take things. So we're going to be doing criminal complaints. So I teach people that you have to make a demand. If you make a demand, if you come in and go, you know, I'd really like you guys to do this. They go, yeah, we won't. If you go, I demand you put this on the, on the agenda, and they mm-hmm. don't, now they're in violation of their oath. Nice. Because the First Amendment says the citizens have a right for a redress of grievances. Right? Redress. I'm sure you know what that means. It means they have to communicate with us to resolve this grievance. Right. They won't even communicate with us. I have never been called. That's a violation of the First Amendment. I believe it's a felony. 
Right. And we have them, I have them on over a hundred of these scenarios. So then to take that in, you're going to have to have an attorney? Do no. That? No, I'm taking oh, that's to what a, you said at the beginning. The you grand represent jury. Yes. Yeah, to the grand jury. So we're, we're writing, writing the affidavits of fact. Yep. We're going to take that to a grand jury and we'll have them investigate it. My understanding is grand juries, because they're people like you and I, right. they hate seeing abuses by the government. Oh, it's typically true, yeah. So the normal stuff they get is from the DA who says, yeah, we got this guy, you know, we found a murder weapon and he's, we think he's guilty of, of murder. We're going to bring that to you. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah, he, we think he is. He's indicted. Now he gets to go to, to the trial, right? Nice. Now we're bringing public officials in. Good. To hold them accountable. Well, they hate that because that's about their public yeah. image. Well, this sounds like some great work. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying. It's, it's long days for me. So, again, it's it's Washoe. Patriots. Patriots. And you're on Rumble? We're on Rumble. We're on... Uh, Are you going to put up some of your instruction on there, too? I will. Uh, Rumble, okay. all that stuff will be on Rumble, our Rumble channel. Yep. And it's Washoe Patriots is a channel on Rumble.com. Uh, we also have a website, WashoePatriots.com, and it's spelled like Washu, like S- right. W-A-S-H-O-E. Yeah, it's W-A-S-H-O-E, Patriots. Patriots.com. We, Washoe yep. Patriots. So. Well, thank you very much. Well, thanks for having me. You bet. You have a blessed day. You too. Okay. Right. We'll keep in touch. Okay. Well, Patriots, I think that was pretty cool. At least I hope you think so. It was a great conversation. And we're going to just continue to find great people here that are just doing great things. So I'm going to take a, just about a three minutes for some commercials, and I'm going to be right back. i got to get a cup of coffee. This is, this is going to be a long day, a long night. I already was one. Here we go. I'll be right back. i got to get my coffee. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, my coffee. Oh, when I gosh, tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It's the best coffee I've ever had in my life. And it starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. They have the perfect climate for growing coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Each batch is tested to meet the highest industry standards, and all the production's done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee delivered right to your front door. And you can get them ground or whole bean or in the single serve coffee pot. Plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. And I guarantee it'll be the richest, smoothest, best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code and I'll get you my coffee for 25% off. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. So please order now. Inflation is real. The CPI is at another 40 year high, hitting 9.2% and real inflation on daily goods bread, milk, meat, gas for your car, even rents are at over 30%. The recession is real. If all your money is in the market or tied up in US dollars, you're messing with fire. It's critical for you to take a hard look at diversifying your savings into gold and silver. That's where the professionals at Birch Gold come in. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and get a free information kit on how to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, gold is the right investment to make now. Text BARDS to 989898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on how to protect your hard-earned savings with gold. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. 
So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer, and it won't last long, so order now. All right, Peaches. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a really good guest. I, I you know you know I love sheriffs, and and, and I've got one. And this is I mean, he's coming in right now. I, I love it. He's walking around. He's got his badge. He's got his gun, and he's, he's cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. This is my type of sheriff right here. I'm a big fan of uh, big fan of great sheriffs. And if they're here at this event, I guarantee it. He's gonna want to be here. Yeah, that's. Uh, you can keep the hat on. I just need you to put the headphones on. That's all. <laughs> okay, here we go. So, here you go. You're not even used to that. It's a new world, isn't it? Man, it's crazy. <laughs> I'll tell you. Damon Devereaux? Damon Devereaux, yes, Nice sir. to meet you, sir. Nice to meet you. All right, and you're from Oklahoma, right? Oklahoma, yes, sir. sir Patriots, like I said, I, 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 I'm going to get a picture of this up here. I just love this man already. Comes in with his cowboy hat, cowboy boots. This is, like I said, my type of sheriff. Right here, I, I've got a good sheriff like that back home, and it's good. it's good. This is a big time for sheriffs. Probably bigger. Come a little closer to the mic. You know, probably bigger than I can ever remember. Uh, I've been in law enforcement since 1991, and hadn't been all in county government, but I can tell you, uh, people are starting to understand and need good constitutional sheriffs. Yes, we do. Someone just asked where in Oklahoma. Logan County. Logan County, just, Oklahoma. Just north of Oklahoma County. Nice. So I would imagine when you ran for sheriff, this probably wasn't on your visibility plane of having to be where we are today. Well, I can tell you when I ran for sheriff, I didn't want to be sheriff. Okay. I felt that that was what I was being called to do. Yep. I retired out of a municipal police department in Logan County. Uh, chief last 10 years was done, fed up getting out of it went to a security job paid good nobody was cussing me spitting at me wasn't called in after hours great gig and uh the notation or the notion came to run for sheriff a buddy of mine asked me if i he heard i was going to run for sheriff and i said you'd lost your mind well that stuck with me and i couldn't get it out of my mind so i said okay god here we go whatever you got to teach me let's do it and uh there were seven of us total with incumbent and uh, went to the first first election. It came down to me and the sitting sheriff in a runoff, and lo and behold, I won. And I can tell you, I shook my head, laughed, and said, you've got to be kidding me. Now I'm the sheriff. <laughs> That's God's way of saying hello. <laughs> yeah, but I can tell you, it's by far the best job I've ever had, the most stressful job I've, I've ever had, the busiest job I've, I've ever had, but it's the most rewarding. That's fantastic. All right, so we're going to get into this a little bit because right now we've got more federal overreach than I think we've ever imagined. And the sheriff has, it, as I understand, the sheriff has the authority basically to run your county and tell them to stay out. Absolutely. Essentially, if, if, if the federal government wants to come to Logan County, they need to check in with me. Plain and simple. That's and do you need the county commission behind nope. you to do that? No. Nope. That's just your job. No, I mean, in, in county government, at least in Oklahoma, the elected officials are equal. Uh, I mean, you know, I truly, uh, well, I can tell you, when I first got elected, somebody asked me, who's your boss? I said, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. And it's 49,555 people that work, it, that live in my county. That's my boss. That's nice. Wait, and we, that little piece right there is an important detail we, we often overlook. We know you're elected. Sure. But we didn't think of you, I mean, in that terms. Because you are, you're of the people. I'm the people's sheriff. That is fantastic. Man. All right, so 87,000 armed IRS retards with guns and thinking they're police officers. What's your think on this one? You know, I can only laugh about it. To me, this is laughable. Uh, number one, where is he going to get 87,000 employees? I can't hire three deputies right now. Nobody wants to work anymore because they're living off the government. Right. So, I mean, for me to even envision there's going to be 87,000 people that he's going to put in this capacity is laughable. They're not going to be welcome in Oklahoma, I can tell you that. <laughs> That's nice. We've got a good sheriff back home, and he kind of said the same thing. And yeah. Do you find, because I find this in my own hometown, so, again, good sheriff. He's like one. He's the type of sheriff that's like I told you once. That's where my word is. Do you find people constantly asking you the same thing over? Oh, sheriff, what are we going to do with this? Yes. You know, and I can tell you, when I became the sheriff, 
uh, I didn't know the totality of the job. Like I said, I spent 23 years in municipal government, huge different monarch, if you will, <laughs> yeah. uh, in the municipal world. Uh, then I came, at, I came in as sheriff and, and really never knew what the role of the sheriff was. Quickly learned, quickly understand that my municipal ways of, of policing are much different when you work for the people and not a city manager, city council. Uh, you know, your, your interests change as to who you truly are working for. <clears throat> so, uh, what was your question again? I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's to the, <laughs> there's a lot going on in here. No, no. Yeah, I know there is no. And that is kind of the point though, is that you're, because you're tied to the people and you're not tied to a city manager or sure. my experience is that there's people often ask you the same thing over and over. You can, and you can tell oh, them yes. once, but they're going to keep asking. You. Yeah. Since, since I became, I came in as sheriff, things going on in our country and everything else, that there's been a lot of people wanted to have a meeting with me, come in and figure out where I stand. Yeah. And me. Oh, by the way, I'm one of those that keeps encouraging it. So you can, next time if you find out somebody's no, listening I'm, to my show, they're going to be like, oh, I it's you. I encourage people. <laughs> Yo, know, if you live in a county, which I mean, everybody does, get get to know your sheriff. Get to know what what he's willing to do to to protect you from the federal government, from federal overreach, from municipalities violating your rights. We are the keeper of the constitution of the people. Plain and simple. I love that. That's all right. So here's a, a buddy of mine, great man, pastor, mm-hmm. just sent this over. I want to get your opinion on this. Sure. This this is his point on the IRS. He says, okay, we need a tax revolt. He says, and this is what I'm going to suggest. And, I, and I'm really thinking about pushing this. He's like, we need to take what we would normally pay to the federal and pay it to our sheriffs. And, and then that way they've got the money to fight for us and they've got the funding to do what they need to do. What's your thought on that? You know, sheriffs across, at least in, in, in Oklahoma, the biggest part, the biggest thing we face is funding. Because we can't do anything without our state legislature approving, you know, everything we do is statute-based. Whereas municipalities, if they get into a situation or want to do a project or something like that, they can just go, hey, we're going to create a fee here, council approves it, boom, now you're paying this fee. Or we're going to create an ordinance that's going to cost you this to have your, if your blue poly cart's left out on the street too long, we can cite you for it. We can't do that in county government. Praise God, we've got... You know, there's no one person that can do any of that. It, it has to go through our legislature, some good, some bad. But, but there's no state funding to help sheriffs. It's all off the, the things generated in, inside that county. Right. And we've got a lot of poor counties that, that I'll have a sheriff several counties over go, hey, you got any used tires I could put on my units? Because we just don't have the money. Wow. And because it, it, it's, it's not a priority. Right, and it's getting harder and harder, especially with what we're going on with the woke society and the 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 defund the police and everything else. I mean, it's it's a fight every day to get guys to want to put the badge on and go to work because of the the climate. Yeah, you know, praise God, we got guys that are willing to go out of here and put their life on the line for people that don't like it. Yeah, and you just yeah, I, I spent three and a half years in Afghanistan, and I, I'll tell you right now, a lot of good buddies. I worked with special operations, sure. but right now. You guys, in my opinion, you uphold, like you said, you uphold the Constitution. You are literally the front line of a very critical fight, and it's sure. a big one. It really is. Yeah, there's, you know, people ask me all the time, if if something happens, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, I, I'm, I'm fortunate in my county. I, I have the state president of our Oklahoma Second Amendment Association. <laughs> nice. And I said, I'm going to reach out to Don. I'm going to send him a text message, and he's going to blast his text message group. And I said, I hope we have a place big enough for all of our patriots when they show up. Because yeah. it's going to get real. <laughs> We've got this is what it, you'll appreciate this because our sheriff back home, uh, John Hanlon, mm-hmm. and it's, I, 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 he was uh, in fact, we had an active shooter event mm-hmm. uh, a number of years ago, but not too far. He was in the community college, and I, and John absolutely ripped the floor out of the Obama propaganda machine because first thing he said is, "I will never name this boy's name. No, we will never speak nope. it." Nope. And, and, I, and I, I'm assuming that's kind of policy. Oh, well, in, in 2017, we had a deputy shot and killed. And I tried not to ever say his name because he doesn't get any credibility, recognition, or anything. He's a murdering piece of trash that killed my deputy in cold blood. Wow. 
Yeah, no, I think that's I think, and that's where, I, and I that was kind of one of those defining things you put on the checkbox of a great sheriff. You just you don't give the the enemy. Nope, they don't any, get the credit. No, they do not. So I, that's that's good. So how long have you been a sheriff? Since 2017. You've been through all the fun. Yeah, I was sworn in January 2017. <clears throat> deputies shot and killed in April. Wow. Same week, three of my deputies shot and killed somebody. Prior to week, you know, before we could have the funeral. So, everybody, you know, it's like the worst week in Logan County history since people can remember. And I was like, yeah, run for sheriff, they said. It'll be fun. <laughs> so, so we went through the trials and tribulations right off the bat. Wow. Uh, but, you know, going through stuff like that, you know, makes our team stronger, makes us closer. You know, lets us know that regardless what's thrown at us, we're going to survive it together as a family and, and put the citizens first, even in our times of, of grief and tragedy. And that's what my team did. And, 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 and how many people are in your county? 45,000? 49,555. So, census. man, that, that is a, that's a small enough county. It's like a small town. In, in, yeah. In, yeah, oh. right? Yeah, but of that 720 square mi- or 750 square miles, we actually are responsible for about 720 of it. Now that's another thing people don't often forget. Your way, your way of operating, you're really distended from one another. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, so, 750 square miles. Right. So I mean, you it's you have to take a different approach anyway. I mean, you, I would argue that you have to be much more community driven. Sure. Because you get out there, you, you could be 30, 40 minutes for an hour from a, a response, sure. right? Well, uh, well, well, I can tell you from the time that Deputy Wade got on the radio saying that he was shot. It took us 11 minutes to get to him, and that's driving our vehicles as hard and fast as they would go. It took wow. us 11 minutes, and the, the good thing is everything was caught on body camera, you know, body camera, and, and when our deputies got to him, his biggest thing saying was he was shot in the face, one of the bullets in the face, but, but his main concern was get my body cam. I've got it. Get my body cam. And, and he didn't survive that. didn't survive Wow, that's, that's that's hard. It was it was, it was bad bad deal. Still hurts a little bit. Oh, know? I bet it does. No, I'm 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 with it. I, I I get that totally. So going through COVID, how did you handle that? Uh, because here, here's how here's my perspective. I mean, first of all, it was pretty hard. I would say it was pretty hard as a in your position because we're trying to discern between truth and media insanity, <laughs> and media insanity is always like ten times worse than. But in that somewhere, did you take the education approach, or did you? I mean, just curious. Well, we had a couple things to worry about. Our our patrol guys that were out dealing with the public, and I told them if you if you want to wear a mask, excuse, wear a mask. I'm not going to mandate a mask. That's your own job to keep yourself safe. Inside of our detention center, we've got a 200 bed jail. Uh, we kept COVID out till October. We. My detention staff did a phenomenal job keeping things clean, trying to quarantine. Uh, but as far as as far as patrol goes and everything else, uh, for us it was business as usual because uh, we had a municipality, our largest municipality, they did, a, um, they did a mask mandate, and I had people calling me going, "There's somebody walking without a mask." Not my problem. <laughs> I could, you know, yeah. that guy's not wearing a seatbelt. Not my problem. <laughs> Then we've got a state statute that says you have to wear a seatbelt. And it's like, really? <laughs> really? To ride my motorcycle, I don't have to wear a helmet. But, but in a vehicle, I have to wear my seatbelt. So, I mean, I, 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 we took the approach that our deputies are responsible enough. If they get in a situation and want to put a mask on, put a mask on. If, if people request us to put a mask on while we're in their house, we'll honor that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we... we we want the people we serve to feel comfortable, but but I didn't mandate masks. I'm not going to mandate masks. I put a letter out. I'm not mandating the vaccine. Uh, I've got guys that took the vaccine. I got guys that are adamantly against it, but we work together. Yeah. And and when I put the letter out, I put it on Facebook. I got death threats. I had people from all over the United States. I mean, just threatening me. And I'm like, you don't even live in my county. Go pound sand, jack wagon. <laughs> That's the best right there. Uh, so now we're, you're here at this voting issue. Sure. And we, my, my, here's my general perspective on voting. They simplify the whole thing. And it's like this. Do it by hand count. 
have the sheriff with his deputies watch the count. Once it's done, you certify it. Your deputies drive it to the state. You do a hand receipt, hand it off. You make sure it's counted. That hand receipt's given back, approved, and it's done. It's that simple. It's a simple process. Why are we complicating it? Agreed. You know, I was talking to a gentleman in the back about things we can do. And it's like at the end of the day, we're just counting boxes. That's all it is. Yep. We're counting boxes. You know, and I, at, in my county, the, the election board is right across the street from me. And I, I take, you know, it's a serious job, take custody of ballots. I, I do that. I go to the election board like Tuesday. I take custody of the ballots, lock them in the vault, inventory them. Uh, I usually grab a couple of trustees, excuse me, and we uh, unload the cars. I take the ballots. They take the boxes. They take the bags. You know, but it's the sheriff's responsibility. And in my opinion, when it says the sheriff's responsibilities, it's the sheriff's responsibilities. You know, there's a lot of counties that have deputies do it and stuff like that. And if that's the way they want to do it, that's fine. But, but just like sheriff sales, I do the sheriff sales because I'm the sheriff. You know, I don't have another guy go do it because it's the sheriff's job to do that and it gives people an opportunity to see us in an element besides answering calls fielding complaints i mean and and we have a lot of fun doing it i, I get to meet our inspectors i get to meet all those guys build i build relationships with those guys so if they see something they hear something they can come to me comfortably and it's a good pr tool absolutely every day's the day to campaign you know <laughs> That's good. So what? Uh, how long are you in for sheriff? I mean, is it five years? It's, it's four years. We run on the presidential cycle, okay. which could be good or bad. Right. You never know. Uh, right. But yeah. uh, I ran uh, this last election unopposed. Nobody ran against me. Uh, and it's the running joke. I don't know if I'm, if I'm doing good or nobody wants my job. Uh, <laughs> uh, but hopefully, you know, my goal is, is to stay at least till 2032 and then kind of evaluate my options. I'll be 62 then. And just kind of see what happens from there. I mean, whatever the Lord tells me to do, I'm going to do. That's, I, I'm going to tell you, this whole show is faith and, and knowledge. Sure. And, and uh, that is so refreshing because we, we talk about it a lot, how few, it's getting more, but we've sure. just had so many people in public office that just don't even recognize God. And, and it's like, I don't know how else we have to live. Well, I've got my goals, but he's got his for me. <laughs> That's and, right. And, you know, you know, when I give up, I've been asked to speak at churches and give my testimony. And I said, I'm in charge of all my failures. God's in charge of all my successes because he's the because I've tried and failed because I wasn't doing his plan. And then when I surrender and say, okay, whatever you want me to do, let's get on the road to do it. And it's like, wow, I should have done that in the first place. That's, <laughs> I know this too well. That's, you know, I'm know a man. I, I know what's best for me. Yeah. So... <laughs> You've got a good, strong 2A group in your county. Absolutely, very strong. You, you have seen what everyone else has seen. We have, there's just, an, and I don't know really where to put the finger on it. We've got a tremendous amount of great women that have stepped into the ranks of politics and mm -hmm. things. Strong women. Strong women. And we, I haven't, we've seen a, a weakening of the man, at least in, in a lot of the country. Have you seen the same thing? <laughs> yes. Patriots, I just uh, need to say this. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Jared Devereaux, right? Devereaux. Devereaux. Yeah. Jared Devereaux here is is he's this guy is not somebody you want pulling you over if you are being dumb. I, I he, he probably has the strength to take you and pull you through the car window. He's a he's a big man and a strong man. So anyway, go ahead. You know I I think the culture of men not being able to be men is is horrible. Right. And I think that. That, that once little boys aren't able to go out and play with cap guns and play cops and robbers and do the things that we used to, uh, kids aren't allowed to get dirty anymore. Kids aren't allowed to do this. Kids, you know, we need to protect our kids from everything that is evil. Well, you know, I can look around this room here at a, a ton of good patriots, Americans, God-fearing God Christians that did all that fun stuff we did and are here today to fight for what we believe in and nothing bad happened exactly you know th there's this, this you know the feminine group but anyway yes there <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of men that have uh left their backbones somewhere and they need to go find them <laughs> i would totally agree with that it's absolutely yeah. so 
you got here on a they invited you or you just got word and you said I gotta go I gotta I'm sure if Mac reached out to me and said hey we got this deal going on we'd sure love you here to be on the panel nice hey I'll be there sounds good yeah. now do, are you, is there a National Sheriff's Association yes. that gets together yes uh, I actually sit on the, the 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 board for the National Sheriff's Association uh, we've got a National Sheriff's Association there's several sheriff Sheriff Association. Uh, there's Western states that, that that typically deal with the Western states and the problems they have. Then each state has their own state association. Uh, I'm heavily involved with our state association. I'm I'm second vice president. We'll go into October and have our our, our conference, and I'll move up to first vice. Hopefully, uh, the National Sheriffs Conference will be in Oklahoma in 2024, and I'll be the president of our state association. That's fantastic. So, have you seen a shift? I, and I don't know how exactly to say this. I mean, sheriffs have been good sheriffs, but the awareness of the importance of their role in the last few years, and are you seeing a lot step up? Yeah, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll tell you this: is is there's the woke, and then and then there's the awakened. Yeah. And there's a lot of sheriffs that are going through the awakening, going, "Oh my gosh, I had no idea." And I can tell you, and at least in Oklahoma, we talk about it all the time about the Constitution, about what our role is. You know, during the COVID shutdowns, we should have stood with every business that wanted to open and say, "If you want to open, I'll stand here in your doorway and arrest anybody that tries to stop you." And we've learned a lot through the pandemic as far as what our role and responsibility is to our citizens. And the government's got no right to come in and shut a business down and stop that person from making a livelihood, plain and simple. And we let it happen. We failed those people. I guess the, the great part about that is that's got kind of working us through the fires, the yeah, refinement. absolutely. Because yeah. we, we, we sometimes have to fall to know where we're going to go. Yeah, I've got bruises all over me. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. That's the truth. Sheriff, I want to thank you very much for stepping on. Hey, you on. bet. Pleasure. Absolutely. It's an honor to meet you. Yep. All right. God, God bless, bless you, sir. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Patriots, that was Sheriff Devin Devereaux. And I'm, I'll am i tell you, I love good sheriffs. I told you. I, you can see this. You can see he's a good sheriff by, by when he walked in here. I'm telling you right now. He's, he's just got the sheriff look. It's, it's exactly what you'd, you'd like. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's a sheriff. That's exactly what he is. So that is a, I told you, I would, I would not want to be the fool that decided to give him some lip after he gave you a lot of God's grace because he bring you a lot of justice. All right. He's a big man. I'll tell you, it's awesome. But what a great, great opportunity. We'll get, we're going to see if we can get some more sheriffs on here because they're around and I really want to hear that voice. I don't think we've had an, we haven't had any on the show. And that's something that has to change. We have got to get more sheriffs on our show, and we've got to start making this a feature. And we'll see what we can do. Patriots, that concludes part six. We're going to play part seven tonight for Fishers of Men. Let's pray. Father, we're very blessed in this time as you have worked with us, provided for us the opportunity for us to see clearly and see deep into the truth, to step past this deception and start using discernment and the knowledge that's been provided for us to see more clearly and to understand just the extent of which our lives have been manipulated, controlled, and deceived. Father, we continue to pray for the many that are walking in the darkness. We pray for those whose hearts are hardened. We pray for those that are walking in fear. We pray for those that have anxiety, anger, and hate. We just ask that it be cast aside. Father, we live in a time when we are truly beginning to awaken to our true nature, the sense of the power of love, and appreciation we have for one another. Equally, as we look up to our government and into our governments, plural, state and federal in particular, we're starting to see the depth of this evil, even in our local communities. And for those that are walking in this shadow of darkness that think that it's a good thing to extol authority over people and not be the representatives of the people, we ask that they'll have that eye-opening event be cast down, be stepped out of our way. Father, this is a time we pray for the people to rise up and to be strong, a time for the people to speak the truth into the world and to stand boldly in face of this evil and not bow. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, patriots, again, the importance of the sheriff is cannot be overstated. They are the final line of defense for the Constitution, and knowledge is another. 
You've heard from two people tonight, different, obviously a sheriff and a a perspective on constitutionality. And it's very important that we start to really dig into understanding what it is that our constitution has given us. It has given us inordinate powers to prevent this nonsense from happening. And these powers working with our local communities through our county commissions and our, and our sheriffs are powers that we can enforce, keep the federal at bay, keep the state at bay, and reset our, our counties as constitutional sanctuaries, as 2A sanctuaries, and protect the rights and freedoms, the sovereign rights and freedoms given to us by God. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you this evening for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, Ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in.
we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.